This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. Yes, tech fan number 50. This is the big episode. Tim, Tim, calm down. It's number 49. No, it's, it's 50. Well, no, last week was 48, so this week must be 49. 50's next week. Yeah, crap. Tech fan 40. And, of course, I do know it's episode number 49. We're just too clever with our opening sometimes, David. Yeah, it does make me realize that. I don't know what we're going to do for 50 <laughs> quite, quite honestly, I, I'm of a mind to just have another show. Yeah? Yeah. You know, and, and save the big celebration episode for 100. That's what I did originally at MyMac, uh, the 100th episode that we did there. Guy Cero flew up from um, Virginia, and we did it in an Apple store, and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you to fly in from the UK. <laughs> Funny enough, actually, my my wife did say to me just the other day. She said, "Oh, I've never been to um, Chicago. We could really? go to Chicago." And I said, "Oh, you know, Tim works in Chicago." She said, "Oh, well, if we go for a week to Chicago, that'd be fine." So, well, maybe, there you go. Maybe I'll be there. Yeah. That would be fun. We can. Uh, it, I I don't want to wait fifty more. That would be a that would be what two years? No, I guess that would be a little yeah, over a year. Another another year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got to yeah, If you're going to come to Chicago, you got to do it before then. But absolutely, if you're going to come to Chicago, I'll get you guys a a really good hotel at a really good rate. And because uh, yeah, in fact, we were just talking about that before we started recording. That's right. And. Uh, you know, the, the, I guess we could talk about this on the show a little bit, and it's not necessarily tech related, but it's uh, it's business related. Uh, we had a hotel that we were using that I had on the lodging page at our company website that I took them off. I had been staying at the hotel myself for the last year, on and off every week, and it's just it it's run down. It, it's not very nice anymore. Um, it's just not the same hotel that it was when I started staying there a year ago. So I switched hotels. The new one is just fantastic. I like everything about it. Um, and it's exactly the opposite of what this hotel was. So the old hotel finally realized it took them a week that we're, they're not on the, our lodging page at the top spot anymore. They're not on there at all. Mm -hmm. And so the lady sent me an email to which I responded brutally honest and i forwarded it to you and you saw her response yeah so she she said she said she was shocked that you'd uh, you'd you'd found it unacceptable uh and um and this is the thing is like you know why she must know she's the director of sales for uh these two hotels pair of hotels so she must know what the place is like um, presumably, you would normally imagine if, if she's closely associated with well, the property that when you say, oh, well, I've had some problems and everything, you would expect somebody to come back and say, well, you know, start thinking about what within their business might have caused that and at least offer you maybe perhaps some sort of explanation. But the way it kind of was <laughs> was pitched was, oh, well, clearly the, the last thing that actually can be true is there is a problem with the hotel. It must be something wrong with you. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that, that is not the way to uh, to mollify an upset customer. 
I, it's not even that I was upset. It was, I, you know, I gave her a, a brutal assessment yeah. of the state of that hotel that I've seen decline greatly in a year. And if they're ignorant to the point where they don't even see it, it's not my job to explain it to them. Yeah. So, anyways, let's get off that subject. David, this was kind of an exciting week in uh, in tech. I mean, let's back up. Uh, a, two weeks ago, I did Pocket Size Podcast with Scott Wilsey. Yeah. And we talked about a number of subjects, but the and he actually broke that conversation up into two shows. And episode number thirty-five that came out at the beginning of this week, we talked about what I thought and what he thought would be the real competitor to the iPad. And I have to say, I pretty much nailed it right on the head. It's it's going to be the Amazon whatever it's going to be. In fact, I even said I don't think they're going to change the name. I think it's going to be the Kindle. Uh, yeah. They have a lot of money and time and, and brain power invested in that brand at this point, and they just want to expand it. <clears throat> but even though I, I nailed that pretty, and let's be honest, this hasn't been released yet. We don't know this is really going to be success, although you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, it's even better than I imagine it would be, David. It's It's a better device than I was thinking it would be when I predicted it would be a big deal. I, I think everyone was kind of expecting a, a low-cost Android tablet. for the, And we're talking about the Amazon Kindle Fire, yep. which is uh, one of, of not the only product. No, it's four, four Kindles. They have four Kindles. I've, they, I've, and they've basically got one for every pretty much every single kind of price point and functionality point you might want now. Yep. Let me go through All them real quick. Yeah. It starts at the bottom, and that's just the Kindle. It has a it, it's not a touch key it's not a touch screen at all it's just the no. Kindle seventy nine dollars now for the bottom this, three here you can add forty bucks for one without ads but so, you wouldn't you'd be kind of silly to do that yes. because the ads are not then it's not like inline ads it's not like browsing the web and getting banners or anything like that the ads only appear when you turn the thing off yes so basically when you t- because uh, they use e ink which is very very low power what they do is when you turn it off then they they put a banner ad up on the whole screen as soon as you turn it on that disappears so you'd have to be pretty anti-advertising to not want to um to want to pay the 40 dollars premium to get rid of that so for um, 79 dollars yeah. you can get into kindle which and this is, is this is basically the it's effectively the previous kindle with the keyboard gone yep yeah uh the kindle touch with a touch screen for 99 dollars and let's be honest, that's probably going to be the one that sells the most. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's, you know, if you want a pure reader and you don't want to do anything else with it. It's then, 100 bucks. Yeah, then it's, 100, it's $20 more than the other one, and the, you, you get a lot more functionality because you can interact with it much more easily. Uh, Kindle Touch 3G, step up, $149. So for 50 bucks more, you get 3G connectivity. And this is not 3G that you have to sign up a contract for, David. This is just built-in 3G that works. This has always been the great thing about the Kindle line. It's effectively Amazon are picking up the tab for the 3G. Yep. Uh, and while, you know, functionally, it's, e-ink is not great as a web browser, um, the point is you get access to Wikipedia um, through the Kindle through the 3G, and that's all paid for for free. You can check your webmail and that sort of thing. It's, it's, if you always want to have a, a, a free 
always on internet device in your pocket and you don't want to have to pay for a contract. It's actually a pretty, pretty smart thing to do. 150 bucks. That's nothing. Yeah. And then you go up to the brand new, what we're going to talk about mostly today, the Kindle Fire at 199 Now, quite honestly, it's cost twice as much as the Kindle Touch, but it's 10 times the device. And, and, and at $199, this thing is is a steal, it's, an absolute steal. It, it, it looks fantastic to me, David, I have to be honest. It, well, it, it looks well, they, like exactly what I've been wanting, but I already have an, I, or an iPod, or I'm sorry, an iPad. I don't need the Kindle Touch, but I'm sorry, the Kindle Fire, but damn it, I want one. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, I've got to admit, I do too. Um, the reason... The reason this is so amazing is not so much what it does, because I think everyone's kind of expected. It's basically it's a it's a color portal to the Amazon um, store experience. You can stream videos to it. You can stream music you've purchased through Amazon through it. Um, you can obviously browse the Amazon site. You can use it as a reader, um, and everything that you do through it is synchronized through Amazon's service. Uh, and interesting as well, it has a, a web service that also runs through Amazon service to try and optimize and speed up the web browsing experience. Um, but for a, for a price that re- realistically you could buy a, you could buy Android tablets for this sort of money, but they were terrible. They were poor screens, poor battery life, clunky, old versions of Android, not a slick browsing experience, not a slick uh, user experience. Um, and effectively, Amazon looks like to have addressed all of those problems in this device, and yet they're still subsidizing it to the point that it's, you know, half the price of an iPad. Now, it's nowhere near as functional as an iPad. And, no, and I, but you do, I mean, if all you're looking for is something to watch movies on, um, read a book, and maybe play a couple games, it's 199 bucks. Now, that's right. this does not come with 3G, it's Wi-Fi only. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a deal breaker for a lot of people. I I can't imagine it would be. I I wouldn't have thought so because plenty of people buy the three G the Wi Fi on the iPad, and it's not a deal breaker for them. So why why would this be any different? You let's face it. If you want to stream, if you want to stream content, you don't want to be doing that over three G anyway. It's it's patchy performance. Um, and it uses a big chunk of what normally is a cat's bandwidth limit. So yep. streaming over 3G just doesn't make any sense anyway. So in terms of what you want to use the device for, I, I don't think 3G is, is lack of 3G is a problem. And if you really want 3G, it's much more sensible actually, rather than buying it built into devices, to buy a, a MiFi device and actually share it over Wi-Fi to multiple devices. Now, this is a 7-inch uh, device, David. It's not a 10-inch like the iPad. Uh, do you think the the smaller screen size is a good thing, a bad thing, or it doesn't even make a difference at this point? I think for something that's primarily designed to be a reader, I mean, that's at least a third of its functionality, 7 inches actually makes a bit more sense um, because it's just a more comfortable, comfortable format to hold in your hand. I read a lot on my iPad, but I wouldn't want to ever sit um, one-handed sort of swiping through pages with an iPad because it's just too big. Seven inch, a seven-inch screen just gives you that that little bit extra, um, you know, lack of mass and um, something that's a bit more easy to tote in one hand. And I suspect that's why they're going for. And let's be honest, I think it's well known within the industry now that 
what Amazon did to get this device to market quickly is they went to Quanta, who make the um, playbook for RIM, yep. and they basically said, can we adapt that design for our device? And Quanta did, did that. And, um, and uh, you know, the problem with the playbook had nothing to do with the actual hardware or the physical shape or size. It had everything to do with how botched RIM made the operating system and the ecosystem that surrounds it. I mean, they were completely incompetent. And again, and, and here's, here's the real disruptive element to, to this. I, I, I don't believe that this really is a an, is an direct iPad competitor. Yeah, I don't I think, either. I think, I think if you look at the tablet market as is, there's a group of people who want effectively a tablet computer. And those people are going to go and buy the iPad because it's the best tablet computer you can buy in the market today. There's probably a whole lot of people who want to be able to watch video and read a book and listen to music and that sort of thing on something bigger than an iPhone or an iPod touch, but don't want to spend $500 or $400 on an iPad. And for those sorts of people, um, this is exactly the device for them. And you get that, uh, you know, seamless integrated ecosystem that Apple also offers you. But I don't think those two, those two markets effectively compete with each other. I think they're two different use cases. And I can see, as you've just said, you, you fancy buying one of these. I, I do too, though, unfortunately. They're not going to be available in the UK at launch. Um, but but the, I think they're complementary. I certainly, let's face it, if, if, I'm, if I'm faced the choice with I want a video device for my kids and something they can check their email on and do a little bit of web browsing on, um, and maybe play the odd game. I'd much rather give them one of these that's half the price than an iPad. John Brodkin at Ars Technica, one of my favorite websites, yeah. has this headline. And I can't say it better than this, so I'm, I'm going to plagiarize it right here. Amazon creates first viable non-iPad tablet by not copying the iPad. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine and, that. And it's and something that we've what. been talking about for a long time, David. Yeah. Give us a viable alternative, but just don't copy exactly what the iPad is doing because yeah. you can't you can't copy it all. You you Well let's let's face it, all these other Android manufacturers have been trying to outdo the iPad by basically producing devices that effectively are with a few bits and pieces of spec are this. Yes. They are things that are the Kindle Fire running a, a vanilla version of Android rather than a customized version, but nevertheless, that's what they are. They've been selling it at iPad prices, and they've made barely any dent in the market. Now, they, they're the ones who've got to be terrified at the moment. Not oh, Apple, absolutely. Because their market doesn't scare just Apple got exploded. At all. Yes. Yeah. Apple's and, you know, not scared at all. In fact, they probably welcome Kindle in and Amazon I, I, doing this. I wonder what uh, what rim share price is like at the moment because I would imagine it's tanked. Because well, they <laughs> they cut the pri- the playbook price by two hundred bucks, but and still it still won't sell. <laughs> yeah, it's still more expensive than the fire. Uh, you know, look, it's been a very interesting summer for 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 tablets. Everyone's been trying to out iPad the iPad and failing miserably. This is the only device, the Kindle Fire, that's. that's developed any sort of a positive reaction at all and it's interesting to see how positive the reaction is despite the fact that virtually nobody's actually used one yet um, it's been I, I haven't seen anything negative about the fire yet and i'm not gonna i'm not i don't have anything negative to say about it it no, is exactly demo, what the market is looking for exactly and it, the demos looked like the hardware was running well um it didn't look like there were any rough edges there wasn't anything they tried to gloss over and not show um, with the, possibly with the exception of the on-screen keyboard. I don't think anybody's seen that. But, you know, the, the thing is, when the iPad came out, I remember a lot of people, including some big names in the tech industry, going, 
oh, it's just a consumption device. Um, oh, you can't do any real work on it. Oh, it's not a proper computer. It's just a big iPod Touch. Just a big iPod Touch. And we've all found out, and I think the success of the iPad has demonstrated, in fact, it is many more than those things. Now, this device is very much exactly that. It is primarily a consumption device. It is it is a scaled-up iPod Touch, effectively. Yep. Um, and yet, but it's priced at the right level. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I think the big threat to Apple's market with this device is not the, the iPad, it's the iPod Touch. Because all of a sudden, people, I think, if you're looking at spending money on, a, on an iPod Touch, this yeah, makes the I, this, this has to This has to make Apple drop the price on the iPod Touch. 229 yeah. for an iPod Touch or 199 for a larger, better Kindle Fire. Hmm. Let me think about it for all of two seconds. Um, but that being said, David, as badly as the other Android tablet manufacturers have done, and let's throw in RIM and let's throw in HP as well, yeah. Amazon started with an advantage that no one but Apple had. And that is that they control the ecosystem, i.e. how you buy books, how you watch movies, how you get your music onto the device and the distribution that goes along with that. Amazon was the only company that could do that because they already have in place agreements with the content providers. Yeah. So, or, uh, they, or they are not well. They also have the marketing muscle to ignore agreements with content providers if they so see fit. They that's are, true as well. You know, they're a, they're a pretty much a, a content behemoth, and I think it's interesting. I think um, some of the uh, content providers are probably going to be a little bit worried now because they should be. they've been working very hard against Apple to try and stop Apple from getting any bigger than it is. Yeah, and they've thrown some deals Amazon's way to do that. Yep. and kind of kind of by by stealth, Amazon has turned into the next behemoth. And now they're going to have to support Apple more because they need a viable competitor. They need a rich ecosystem where it's not just one device that's... Look, I'm a member of Amazon Prime. I signed up for it, I don't know, six months ago. And it gives me free two-day shipping on no matter what I buy, I think. Yeah. And it also gave me access to a lot of free video content, which I've watched maybe one or two things on. But the, the biggest... What was that? Something fell in here. I don't know. Um... The problem with Amazon Prime and and the content that they provide for free for members is that I had to watch it in a web browser on my machine. And that was also yeah. the problem with Netflix for me for a long time and their streaming service. I yeah. wanted to watch it on my iPad. Well, Netflix took care of that pretty early on, and I was wondering why Amazon hadn't released a player for the Prime subscribers for the iPad. Now we know why. Your Prime subscriber, $79 a month. You can watch all of that free content, again, for free, other than your $79 a year subscription service, on the Kindle Fire. And and to be honest with you, I still expect Amazon one day to produce an iPad app for that. Because why would they not to? They're not making any. They don't need to push people to buy these devices particularly. They're not making any money on them. Well, the reason they do it. The Prime service. Right. And so if you, if you have the Prime service, why not offer that as an iPad app to keep people in the Prime service? Because, because the Prime if they service don't is, off, a, they the offer Prime it, is a Trojan horse. Right. It's actually what, what the Prime service does. And, I, and I'm a Prime member myself, and I'm well aware of this. 
well, what the Prime Service does is because you've got uh, because you've got free shipping, it gives you an opportunity to buy more stuff from them. Right, but in this case, I would disagree with you. The reason they don't want to put on the iPad is because this is an exclusive to the Fire. This is another reason to buy the Fire, and they don't need to support Prime movie rentals on the iPad. The iPad's doing fine with video content as it is. As a prime example, David, just look at the HBO to go app. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there's a lot of apps out there that you can buy. And some of them are free to watch content from content providers on the iPad. I think you'll see a lot of these things come over to the Kindle fire as well. Uh, especially something like HBO go. In fact, that is rumored to come up on this fall's Xbox live update, yeah. which I'm looking forward to. But, but just, nonetheless, yeah. I mean, it's why do they have to do that? Why why would they want to put something like that on another device? Well, let's just counterpoint that. With here in the UK, we don't have Netflix. We have something called Love Film, yep. which is a similar service, which has DVDs and streaming. Not it's not nowhere near as big as as uh, Netflix, but it's certainly the biggest in the UK because Netflix doesn't operate here. Now, Amazon bought Love Film recently. And uh, just yesterday, they announced a Love Film app for the iPad, so you can stream to it. So, you know, maybe maybe they're going to play the game in different markets. I don't know. They'd be, I, I, they'd can't be... the, I can't imagine having done that now, if the Kindle Fire launched here, uh, when it does eventually launch here, it's going to have love, the Love Film service built in. I can't imagine they're going to pull the iPad app at that point. No, I don't think they will either. Um the Fire also has a 1024 by 600 resolution, is 11.4 millimeters thick, very, very tiny, and only yeah. weighs 14.6 ounces. This is perfect for traveling. Uh, Wi-Fi only, of course, so make sure you have your content uh, already preloaded on the device before you leave. But that being said, David, I like the user interface. Uh, they, they took Android and they modified it to suit their needs, which nobody else has done before. And yeah, I think and, it was and very again, this is I think this is when manufacturers have been failing because if you think about what iOS is, that's effectively it's the kernel of OS ten with a optimized touch experience put on top. Now, what Amazon have done is pretty much the same thing. They've taken the kernel of Android and then they've put their own interface on the top that does what they need it to do. Other manufacturers should be should have been doing that because that's what Android is supposed to be all about. It's an open system. Instead, what they've been doing is they've just been aping what Google's come out with, and what Google's done is aping what Apple have been doing. Yep. And that's that sort of stuff has got Samsung now into a whole world of patent infringement hurt. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on a fire for the first time, whether that means using someone else's or just breaking down and buying one. Um, well, I think if you're going to buy one, you should probably put your name in line because I suspect... Yeah, that, it's going to be a while. You know, when the first Kindle came out, they weren't available generally for about six months. They were just selling as quickly as they could make them. Yeah. So um, so it, it might be worth uh, putting your order in I can, line. I can wait. I can wait. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not to the point where I'm like, I have to have one the day it comes out. I really do want one, but... I feel like I could wait. I, I feel like, well, maybe I, I don't need it day of. Yeah. Uh, and be, let's the, be honest, I don't. 
No. Some of the details are going to be interesting. I mean, one of the problems I've, I've always had with the Kindle, much as I love reading Kindle, Kindle books, is the fact it's actually quite hard to load your own content onto it. Uh-huh. They use a proprietary format, and um, they don't support EPUB, which is the uh, standard everybody uses for um, electronic publishing nowadays. So um, you always had to, con- you, or you often had to convert stuff through their servers, and it didn't convert very well. Now. If you're in that situation with video, then the fire becomes less attractive to me because I am going to want to load my own content as well, get it as well as getting it through Amazon. And uh, if you if it's difficult to do that, then that that kind of diminishes the attractiveness of the device for me because, as I say, I am thinking about getting one for my children so that they've got something to watch in the car and they don't want to play with my iPad. And uh, you know, I need to be able to put their stuff on as well my own content rather than just stuff that streams from amazon uh, and it doesn't have a huge amount of storage it only has a gig rather than 16 or 32 because it's designed to be a streaming device but obviously there's no wi-fi in my car well let's take a quick break david we'll come back and continue our fire discussion Frank, I am really excited to be starting up the Mac Specialist Podcast with you. Yeah, me too. I think we're going to have a lot of fun, and I think we're going to be able to help people. And we're totally going to be famous. Famous? I'm not certain we're going to get famous. Yeah, dude. Everybody listens to podcasts. Who listens to podcasts? Al Gore. Al Gore listens to podcasts? I'll bet he does. Well, I mean, I suppose he was the vice president, but... I thought he was more into, like, polar bears and stuff. They listen to podcasts, too. Polar bears listen to podcasts? Does that mean we should talk about snow? Maybe once we get around Christmas. Sounds good. In any case, I'm still pretty excited about the Mac Specialist Podcast. Absolutely. Tim Robertson, David Cohen back here on TechFan discussing the big news of the week, which is the Kindle Fire. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention that we both want it. And we both already own iPhones, iPads. Um, Jeez, I I own an HP touchpad. And yet here we are, David, discussing this device that we want. What, What is it about the fire that jumped out at you and said, I want that. Well, uh, to, to be honest with you, it's the, it's the value that they're offering there. Uh, the, uh, the, the entrance price is so low. It will probably be a lot more expensive when it comes out here in the UK, unfortunately, but at, at $200, the, the entrance price is so low. It's a, it's a case of, well, why not? I, I've vas- despite the fact that I read my Kindle books on my iPad, I have vacillated several times over the last few months about buying another Kindle. Um, when I when I got my iPad, I sold my original Kindle um, because I thought, well, I'll never use it anymore. And, and don't get me wrong, I find I'm not one of these people who struggles to read a lit screen, so I find it very easy to read on my iPad. But nevertheless, I thought, well, you know, there there are times I do travel without my iPad when I normally if I have to, to go on business. And I've got my uh, laptop with me. Um, I often won't take the iPad because it's kind of, you know it's another thing to carry. Whereas you know the the very lightweight and long battery life of a Kindle means that I could actually still slip it in my bag and still read my books. So I, I you know, I've, I have been through this kind of multi-device thing and, um, 
you know, it's it's a simple way to get access to Amazon's content. So that kind of attracts me. And f- as I say, for a pretty throwaway price in 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 terms of technology, terms, I don't want to diminish. You know, but don't get me wrong. Two hundred dollars is not is not something I necessarily have, always have lying around. But it's it's not it doesn't require the intensive sort of purchase buying decision that an iPad does. I agree. Um. You know, they, they one of the things, now I haven't watched the keynote or the introduction of the fire yet. I know it's out there in video and I can. I just literally have not had the time to do so. And I do plan on it because I, I'm kind of curious about Android apps on it. Now, my understanding from what I've read is the the Amazon Android app store, unlike the other Android devices, is going to be controlled by Amazon. And so I'm curious if you think that's the case that they're not going to allow just anybody to be able to ex- install anything on this. Go to a website, click the Android button, and download it to your device. Uh, I believe that's the case. I believe you do have to go through their app store that is effectively a curated store, which and is I, what I think. Uh, you know, a lot of people complain about that with Apple, but let's be honest, it's actually a good thing because well, absolutely one of the biggest well, downloads on Android devices right now is anti-spyware, anti-malware. There's apps up there that's like uh, uh, Angry Birds. And so yeah. you download it and you launch it and it just goes to, and it costs, you know, $2.99 and it just crashes every time and they find out, well, this isn't the real Angry Birds. You just spent $2.99 for uh, junkware and you have no recourse. Now, if you notice it within the first day, you can get your refund, but if you didn't, well, you're screwed. And that's what happens when you have an open marketplace that anybody can submit anything and there's nobody looking at it. It's just, it's the Wild West. Absolutely. You found your mute button so you could sneeze, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I definitely agree. But the, the... the difficulty, I think, is going to be, um, and I don't think this is going to be too much of a problem because if the thing is successful, people will develop for it. The situation is going to be that um, you, you're not going to be able to load ordinary Android apps on it because they, you know, Amazon have got their own stuff going on on the top. It's not a standard Android interface. Right, but so it's probably just a matter of recompiling under the, I mean, well, I, I can't imagine it's going to be too difficult. Well, it depends. I mean, if Amazon wants, uh, you know, it's much the same when Apple does. If Amazon wants a seamless customer experience for their devices, and let's face it, that's what they want. That's why they built this thing. They're not going to want some rogue Android app just kind of, you know, screwing all over that. We were talking last week about how annoyed I was when a when an iOS app started uh, popping up unwanted um, notifications to me because oh, I got that by the way. I, yeah. I thought about you. What is this name of the app? I might have deleted it from my device Frag- already. Frag- no, oh, no was this, was, this is a different one. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it is... Yeah, I think I deleted it. Uh, let me look at my iPad because shame on this company. Is it, was it min- another mini clip app? Because that's where mine came from. Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, it's called My Horse. I got it for my kids because it's it's like... You can pet a horse, and it's... I'm not even sure what the hell the point of the game is. <laughs> but I started getting these notifications on my iPhone. Um, whatever the name of the horse... I think it was Buttercup. Buttercup misses you. Yeah. Like, why... What the hell are you talking about? This is... This is my iPhone here. You don't get to just throw crap up on my screen. 
for a game that I got for my children when I'm at work? Who the hell are you to do that? And And it really pissed me off. And I also emailed the developer, and I was told I would get a response within 48 hours, and I've still not heard anything from them. No, they don't care. They don't care. They don't um, care at so, all. Yeah, so, so that one's that one's been nuked. So, so, so but that, that's a good, that's a good example of the sort of thing that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about from a developer standpoint, and and when I say developer, I'm talking about the legitimate ones. I'm not talking about the crapware and stuff like that, um, or the guys who are making malware for the Android devices or spyware. How difficult is it going to be for them to get their applications? An Angry Birds or a, a zombie game or Jetpack or a Getaway or any you know any of those games. How how difficult is it going to be to get into the Amazon Amazon Android marketplace? And I I kind of hope they eventually drop the whole Android name in there. I don't think they need it. Yeah. Um. And should they? And I I think the the answer is it's going to be fairly easy. I think there's going to be a vetting process. Very similar to Apple's. And I think absolutely this is going to be the platform outside the iPad itself that developers can actually make money on. Well, this has been the problem for Android. You know, it's been well known in the industry that that Android developers make very little money because, you know, it's an open platform and everyone expects to get everything for free. People don't buy things on it. One of the reasons for that is it's not easy to buy things on an Android tablet because you have to go through... Um, you know, 15 different methods of actually buying stuff. Amazon's going to be able to unify that and they'll already have your credit card details. They already make it very easy to buy stuff and they also make it very easy to sync things between your devices. So again, that's going to, you know, we've all been in that situation with the iPad where you see see an application and and you're reading a review of it and within three clicks you've actually bought it and got it on on your device. Amazon's going to be able to, to do the same thing the developer gets a cut of that transaction. So I would imagine you will see an uptick in Android sales for this thing. I, I think you're going to have to. Um, if for no other reason than there has to be another viable platform outside the iPad. There has to be. And for all intents and purposes, as far as I'm concerned, without even a device in hand, Amazon's already jumped into the number two position. Um and I, and I said a lot of this on uh, PSP number 35. Amazon understands who their customers are. And their customers are us, David. You, me, people listening to the show. We we literally buy stuff on Amazon, and that's how they make their money. Google does not make money from you and I. They make it from advertisers. Yeah. And so their approach to a device or an operating system depends on who their customers are and what the expectations are. And I think Amazon understands very well, probably second only to Apple, who their customers are and what they want and how to make them happy. Amazon is very good at that. I mean, there's a reason they're the number one online reseller. Yeah. By a mile. So just because of those factors, I would give the Kindle Fire a better-than-average chance of being a true uh, successful product over and above anything else the other tablets are doing, minus the iPad. But here's the thing, David. I don't think, and we said this towards the beginning, I don't really think this is a competitor to the iPad. I really don't. No, I think it's playing in a different space. And I think 
because it's cheaper as well, I you know, it's a case of it can be an if you have an iPad and yet you want one of these as well, it can still be an add-on because you can still afford to drop on it. Um, it's it's there will be don't get me wrong, there will be a sector of the of the iPad potential market who are very price sensitive and uh, probably not as worried about functionality and will be quite happy to save the money and buy one of these instead of an iPad. But I don't think that's the, you know, the way Apple's been selling them, I don't think that's the majority of the market. People have not been buying 13, 14 million iPads a quarter purely to watch content on them. No. Um, that, and and that, that, is, that is what this device excels at. Um, so... You know that that market is still there, and it and it's a different market to uh, to Apple. I, as I say, I think the thing that, that's going to be closest to watch is uh, particularly with an Apple event next week is how Apple now has to position the iPod Touch. It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's what a great time to be following this technology and to be a fan of it, isn't it, David? Well, we've been saying for ages that what we want to see is competition in this space. Maybe not head-to-head competition, but you know, innovation and development of what these things mean, rather than just this kind of me-too piling attitude, which I want to get ex- the manufacturers have done. Yeah, I want to get excited about another product out there. I want to be passionate about another product. I want to see another product that I think, not only do I want that, yes, I'm going to get it, and I can't wait to get it. And when I get it, wow, it's just as good as I thought it was, if not better. I've been dying for that. And the only and company that's provided that in a long ass time has been Apple. That's right. What's interesting about this, and, and this is the it's only anecdotal, but this is what tells me that this is successful, gonna be successful, is that just like when the iPad was launched, people who knew you were into technology would come up to you and say, So what what about this iPad thing? What what's it all about? You know, what's it do that? Now, since the uh fire announcement, I've had people come up and say, What's this Kindle Fire thing? And how does it compare to an iPad and that sort of thing? Now, that sort of penetra- penetration into the the minds of the non-technical enthusiasts is what generates mass market adoption. And I've never had a, anybody come up to me and go, so, um, you're into technology. Can you tell me about the Samsung Galaxy Tab 2, please? Yeah. You know, what, what's all that about? Or I've seen this, I've seen that, you know. Um, so I think, I think that's to me, is what, what indicates that Amazon are probably going to have a hit on their hands. But why do you think they're asking about the Amazon product? What, what do you think sets it up? Do you think it's just because it's Amazon? Because most of the people asking you haven't seen it. They don't know the tech specs. They, they don't care about the tech specs. No, but they trust Amazon to give them something they want. That's exactly what the point I was going to make. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. They understand customers' expectations and for the most part, they meet or exceed those expectations. And what more, really, David, what more do you want with a company to meet or exceed my expectations as a customer? Yeah. That's, that's what we all kind of strive for, those of us in business and those of us who are consumers. On both yeah. sides of it. As a business, you want to be the company that meets or exceeds expectations. As a customer... We want those businesses that we're giving money to to meet or exceed our expectations. That's really what it's all about, I think. Absolutely, yeah. So, what if you're in if you're rim right now? What do you do? Do you do you knife the baby like HP did and kill the thing off, or do you try and make a go of it, or do you try and f- try and sell it off as a going? Because and what do you do with the playbook? You know, I think they're in, a, in an extremely difficult position. Uh, they put themselves there. Number one. It looks just like the fire, physically. Yeah. So they're kind of screwed there. Um, how do they make it better than the fire? I don't think they have the capability to do so. And 
quite honestly, at a core level, I think they know that. So they're not going to be able to compete with the Fire, so they have to look back at where they've been trying to compete, the Android market and against the iPad. I mean, their whole marketing thing was uh, amateur hour is over, i.e., <laughs> i.e. the iPad and the other Android tablets are amateurs. These guys, they're the professionals. They're no... It was a joke because they had the worst product. That's I mean, look, it, it, it was... It wasn't it even as good as an HP touchpad, and that no, device didn't, didn't even last six weeks. It didn't even have email or calendar on it. Still doesn't, I don't think. No. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I I agree with you. I I mean, I thought the uh, I thought the marketing campaign was incredibly stupid. Bearing in mind, I think the another. To the yeah, the, I think that Rim is going to get bought out by somebody who's just going to gobble them up for the technology, and that's it. They're going to be gone within. I'd say three years, Rim won't exist as a separate company. Uh, their products and their IP will be rolled into another company, Samsung, maybe Google, somebody like that, maybe HP. Maybe they get retarded again and buy another cell phone company. <laughs> uh, so effectively, they're on the palm track now. Yeah, they're on the palm. Uh, absolutely. What What do they have? I mean, if you're in charge of H or of uh, I almost said HP, uh, if you're in charge of Rim. Where do you go with this device? Well, that's but part of the I, problem is, is is that there's more than one person in charge of Rim. There's, yes, uh, there's there's a pair of CEOs who both seem to be uh, able to talk each other into corners in terms of um, you know. But they're not talking customers into buying their products anymore. No, well that, that's their problem. And they released this thing too soon. They were too arrogant to address the problems. Um. I, I don't see that they have any recourse but to go bye-bye. Yeah. And I don't want to see that happen, David. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of these people who want to see uh, a company go under. Because there's people that work, good people who work for that company. Very creative, dedicated, hardworking people that are going to have to look for a new job because of the incompetence at the top. And that's yes. unfortunate. That's already happened at, at HP with Palm. It's already um, happened at Rim. They already laid off something like twenty thousand people. Yeah, and and also as well, I I've got to admit, I feel sorry. For, you know, as as entertaining as the touchpad fire sale was, I do feel sorry for the people who paid full price for it, thinking they were buying something that was a going concern, and then find, you know, that um, within six six to eight weeks they bought an Edsel. Yeah, uh, and uh, the playbook. I don't don't get me wrong; they've not sold a huge number of playbooks, but. You know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand devices. That's that's a substantial number of people who've bought into that because they trust BlackBerry to do them right. And if BlackBerry then kill it, and, and I've got to admit, they anybody who paid four or five hundred dollars for a a playbook right now, they've just slashed the price. I've not heard anything about those people getting refunds. Well, um, here's the thing, though, David. If if you bought a playbook, then chances are you had access to the internet before you did. And if you didn't do your due diligence to find out if this is a worthy product or not, then it's your own damn fault for buying a piece of junk. Well, I, to be I, just to play devil's advocate on that for a minute, I think a lot of people do trust BlackBerry, the BlackBerry brand. You know, they've been with a lot of big cor- corporations have been with them for a long time and expect them to play an enterprise sort of game. This could be why they don't they don't kill it because they want to try to stick by their uh, kind of their brand loyalty and that sort of thing. But you know, people do expect that. I've been incredibly disappointed with their execution on the black on the playbook, and I've also been really disappointed that all these fixes they promised haven't arrived yet. 
I mean, I remember the, when the Motorola Zoom came out, that was that was probably what um, March, April. It started shipping. Was it maybe a little bit earlier than that? I think and it was it earlier than that. Yeah, and it shipped without the LTE support. And they yep. said, "Well, don't worry, you'll be able to send that back to, back to us, and then we'll put it in." They've only just started doing that. Yeah, originally they said it was going to be within six weeks of them launching the product. Then they said it's going to be summer, and now it's middle of the fall, and now they're finally getting around to doing it. They're finally getting around to it. No apologies, no anything. Just, oh, yeah, fine, here it is. And they do it just as basically Amazon comes along and throws their entire market under a pass. But let's be honest, though. There's only like (laughs) 17 people in, in the civilized world who has one of those devices anyways, that's even remotely interested in upgrading it. So it's... But, yeah, but there will be a, per- a percentage of the people who bought those who bought them on the on the expectation that Motorola would see them right with that upgrade. Yeah. And uh, the fact that it's taken them months and months to even get around to passing it is, you know, incredibly disappointing to me. And I, and I think it just shows, you know, people are... Organizations are kind of messing around in this market. They're just mm-hmm. not doing it properly and it's it's disappointing to see so let's take our last break and uh david and i will be back up uh to wrap up the show hi i'm luke skywalker jedi knight and friend to captain solo are you lonely is there a girl you've had your eye on that you want to hook up with but she doesn't know you exist well for 99.99 the luke skywalker jedi council of love can get you that girl that you want but even more desperately need. The way we do this is by meeting with you in secret. During this meeting, you give us a name, location which the target can be found, and a picture of the target. We will then send one of our many Jedi to first hunt down your girl of choice and then use our Jedi mind trick to make the girl of your dreams a reality. So call 1-888-JEDI-LOVE or visit geekiestshowever.com for more details. So put those days of mastering the Force choke behind you by getting in touch with the Luke Skywalker Jedi Council of Love by listening to the all-new geekiest show ever, Wizard! Tim Robertson, David Cohen, wrapping up Tech Fan number 49. And we'd love to hear feedback from you guys. It's uh, real easy to send us an email. It's feedback at mymac.com. Or even better, call our Skype number. And when I say Skype, I don't mean you have to be on Skype or even have Skype on your app or on your uh, phone or, or telephone. You know, you don't have to have Skype. It's it, think of it as an answering machine. So any telephone will do. Simply call one eight zero one nine three eight five 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 nine and leave a message. We'll play it right here on the show. Or record it and send it in, and uh, you know, as an MP3 to us, we'll we'll drop it in the show that way. And I, I want to hear from any of our listeners who do use Android tablets, and I want to want to know what their perspectives is on what what's been going on the last few weeks. And I'd also like to hear from anybody who's interested in the fire and why. Are you going to buy a fire? Uh, what's your expectations of the fire? Is this in addition to an iPad, or this is the device you've been waiting for? You don't have an iPad. Maybe you're replacing an iPod Touch. Very, very interested in hearing your guys' perspective. So it's 1-801-938-5559. You can also uh, hit me at Twitter at, at MyMac, and he is... I am at David B. Cohen. So there is that. A couple things, David. Obviously, episode 50, 
Um, it's a milestone for us, but we're just going to do another show. I okay. can already tell you what the what we're going to talk about next week. Well, there's a, I believe there's some activity in Cupertino. Yep. For next week. Yep. I, I don't want to get into speculation because no, it's I hate it's, speculation. It, it's kind of boring to me. Um, Funnily enough, though, I did get an email from somebody this morning who said um, <laughs> this must be. Uh, this must be characteristic of, of being known for, for a for being an Apple fan and also for you know writing and talking about it. I, I've been starting getting emails saying so. So what have you heard about what's going to happen next week in terms of the iPhone five? Uh-huh. And it's like, well, I've heard nothing because <laughs> nobody ever tells me anything. Apple doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> no, a lot of people assume that I have some inside information, being uh, an Apple specialist at Mac specialist in Chicago. And having a very close working relationship, they don't tell us anything. They don't tell anybody anything. And I, 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 I think they make, I suspect they'll be making the the detailed decisions about what they're going to do just as late as this weekend. Probably, probably. And here's the thing: it's a brilliant marketing move when Apple does this stuff. It's just brilliant. They ninety percent of the PR for Apple, they don't even have to pay for. Yeah, I mean. Fun. Good Lord, that's just a brilliant move. Any company this, in the world would die to have this kind of attention. For this one, they've um, uh, they've not even hired out the Moscone Center. They're doing it on campus. They're doing it on their own property, um, which is a smaller number of people. And, and already I've heard tech jets are bitching because they've not had an invite. Yeah, in fact, uh, we've got someone on staff who uh, usually gets an invite and didn't. And I told him, I said, it's probably nothing against you. They're just doing it at the headquarters and significantly less people and well, you probably it, they don't, don't they you don't need to be there no <laughs> and and even more so they don't need anybody to be there yeah i mean uh, they, they could have they could make their they, own 45 minute commercial and release it up on the internet and it will get just as much play yeah yeah i obviously you imagine that, that some people will want hands-on time with whatever is announced um, and that 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 may happen, but uh, apart from that, yeah, wouldn't it be interesting if they if they went completely virtual. <laughs> All of a sudden, one of those white videos with Johnny Ive. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, it's <laughs> just just appeared and and yeah, and, and announced something completely new. The internet would go mad. <laughs> I, I you know I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to be honest. No, um, and of course it will be obviously. This is the uh, you know this is the first time with with Tim Cook at the helm, so I, I'm sure people would be comparing his officially performance to uh, to uh, a yeah. Steve Jobs. And I don't style. even care. I, I'm so over that crap. It's uh, just, eh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sometimes there's there are things come up that I just have no interest in, or just seem so ludicrous that I why are we even talking about this? A prime example would be Guy Searle wrote an article last week talking about is it time for Apple to have Matt clones again? And then did they you see what div- I did on Twitter though. Yes, <laughs> he posted the link and I replied back to him, "No, go to your room." <laughs> yes, as he deserved. Um, look, I, 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 he's got his opinions and and he's made them known, uh, especially on uh, the latest MyMac podcast three sixty nine. And I actually recorded some content and sent it to him for 370. He'll probably play it, maybe not. Um, it's it's a ludicrous conversation. It, it, it it's ludicrous. I mean, 
to even I, suggest I, that Apple would even remotely be interested in clones or that it would even be good for Apple is, I, I don't know. It, it I, makes I think, no sense at all. I think I think to play against play devil's advocate a little bit here. I think there's a lot of people who followed Apple for a long time who remember how it used to be. Right. You know when you when you were when you did have to speculate about you know vast swerves of of business direction to try and change the company, save the company. Right. And they can't know, get out of that mindset. And, they, and and I think there is yeah. So you know and also I think a lot of people miss. Some of the products that used to be around that aren't around anymore. Um, I mean, look at all the stuff over the new for years and years. I mean, thank God the the iPad finally killed all that lot. Of. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, every way, every year it's like, oh, are they going to launch a successor to Newton? Are they going to launch a successor to Newton? Guy is a big one for saying they need a a mini tower. Yeah. Uh, because that's the sort of machine he would like to see, and and the sort of machines that they used to make that they don't make anymore. I think. Yep. I think what he forgets, of course, is that you know. Well, they never really made a mini tower. They, they've well, never they had, done that. They, the Power Mac G threes were kind of like a mini tower, weren't they? No, they weren't as, you know. No. Uh, but well, I, I, you know, that's the sort of thing he wants to see. But I think you know he forgets that back when Apple was making every single type of machine for every single type of consumer, um, their manufacturing costs were huge, and the company nearly went. <laughs> we went bankrupt. Went bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it just didn't uh, make any sense to me. Let's see. Apple's selling more Macs now than they've ever sold. Check. Uh, it, it, it accounts for 25% of profitability and revenue for the company. Check. Um, they have an industrial design second to none. Check. Okay, let's, let's let cheap PC manufacturers start making plastic Macs now and make less money. Hmm. And, and I think he's falling into that. Oh, what's the term? Uh, market share matters. Yeah, because market. it doesn't. <laughs> market, share, market share is irrelevant. Is is completely market irrelevant. How much money is HP making on their personal computers compared to Apple? Yeah, exactly. There's no comparison. Market share only matters when your margins are tiny. Yeah, because then you need the volume to make money. Yep. But actually, the smart move. This is something that I was. I've been reading. Um, Alan Sugar's autobiography recently. Alan Sugar is the guy who does The Apprentice here in the UK. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was an early pioneer in the, in the UK computer industry. Started in hi-fi, went to computers, uh, made a few mistakes and kind of got out of it in the long run. But, in, you know, in, in the early to mid-80s, Amstrad were the big name in computing in the UK. And they were the first people who got a, a reasonably priced PC clone on the market here. And what they did is, is, this, is the same thing Apple does. They looked at what people were making and they said how can we make that for uh, very little money and then price it at a price people are prepared to pay but it still gives us a decent margin and they were making 20-20% margin on, on everything they sold and that is a good business model yep. you, you don't need to own the market in or if, you, if you're making so much money per, per, per unit it's only if you're making fractions of, a, fractions of a dollar per unit that you need to have a huge market share that's right yep so, anyways, there's that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, unlike you, um, Tim, who, who obviously, as we know, with the touchpad, is a big influencer of the industry. Uh, I don't think Apple is taking business advice from from Mr. Searle at the moment. So, uh, you know, um, and, and that's not that's not to put guy down because you know what he's he's thinking about the industry. He's thinking about what he'd like to see. He's thinking about what will work. And more and importantly, he's getting people talking. 
Exactly. That's an interesting thing to do. Absolutely. I commend him. I, if for nothing else, I commend him for that. He's getting people to think and he's getting people to talk. And there's a lot of people in the podcasting industry who do neither. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so uh, nice job, guy. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Nice job, but you. Nice job, but you're completely wrong. <laughs> And with that... I'm a very small guy. He's a very tall guy. The next time we're in the same space, I'm sure he's going to squash me flat. (laughs) And with that bombshell... (laughs) I was going to do a Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah. So with that, we're going to wrap up Tech Fan number 49. We'll be back in one week with number 50. David, see you then. See you.